Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hooray for Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. You're so misunderstood. Keep shining like you should. Hooray for Hollywood. Hey, this is Brett Gersky. Welcome to another edition of On the List. Today is Thursday, February 27th, 2014. This is episode number 34. It's our pre-Oscar episode for 2014. I've been traveling a lot lately, so this is actually the very first podcast in about a month. Uh, A lot happens in a month, so there's plenty of catching up to do. Uh, My guest today here in the studio with me at the Ski Lodge uh, to help me out with all of that uh, will be Jamie Philbrick, who's a friend of mine who is also the editor for one of my favorite sites for movie news, IamRogue.com. So Jamie's going to be joining me in a minute, and I'm going to talk to him about the Oscar nominations, the Oscar predictions, and a bunch of other film-related topics. So for those of you out there who are movie buffs like us, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, And just to get everybody up to speed, this last month has been a bit of a whirlwind for me. After our last podcast with Kellen Lutz, which people really seem to like, uh, I went right out to Park City, Utah for the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, So I'm going to talk to you guys about the movies that I saw out there. Uh, Then a week later, uh, the next trip was to New York City for the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl weekend, we brought our Bootsy Bellows nightclub to New York for one night. We did a pop-up club the Thursday before the Super Bowl. Uh, Then I got to spend the weekend in Jersey with my family. Uh, So actually, the Super Bowl was in New Jersey for the first time ever, and so I got to be home for that. And uh, then I came back to L.A., Uh, And a week later, I actually had to head back to New Jersey again because sadly my Uncle Irv passed away. And so I made an unexpected trip home. Uh, But I was able to be there with my family during a difficult time. Uh, But the thing is, my uncle was one of the only other people I've ever met who loves movies as much as I do. He actually spent every Wednesday at the movie theater seeing as many movies as he could in one day. Uh, So I wanted to dedicate this episode of the podcast to him. It's all about movies. Uh, And I actually think it's going to be a pretty entertaining one. So this is the first podcast, actually, since the Oscar nominations were announced. And every year uh, I work on a series of articles for Jamie's website, IamRogue.com. First, predicting who's going to be nominated, then analyzing who got nominated and who got snubbed. And then last but not least, of course, predicting who we think is going to win. So Jamie Philbrick, I'll bring you on right now and we can go through all these nominees and predictions. And we're only a couple of days away from the Oscars. Only a couple of days away. And this year has been great because I've actually been able to do the predictions I like uh, that. for the nominations and then predictions who's the win with you. So we have I know. Brett, IAR's Oscar expert, Brett Gruski, and then... Versus and the then, editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it, it's kind of like Siskel and Ebert. It's, it's a it's friendly good, it's competition. Good, very, yeah, well, they weren't so friendly. But yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, what did, what did we... Uh, I don't know. I thought we had a lot of predictions in common. I did know Jonah Hill. I felt that one. Yeah, coming. you called that one. I, w- I wasn't call- calling that one. Um, and you... I actually thought Redford would get it over Dern. I knew right. one of the old men were right. going to get it. At one point, um, it looked like both were going to get it, and yeah. both could win, but yeah. then a lot Le- changed. Leo came on strong. Leo yeah. was not in this race early on. But that's only because Wolf of Wall Street came out, came late. out so late. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's go through it. Let's go in order. So yeah. let's okay. start with Best of, Picture. Of who, of who, who we think is going to Well, win. I'll announce even who got nominated for people who right, somehow right, don't know. Right, right, I mean, right, right. Uh, okay, so the nominees for Best Picture this Sunday at the Oscars in alphabetical order are American Hustle, Captain Phillips, Dallas Buyers Club, Gravity, Her, Nebraska, Philomena, 12 Years a Slave, and The Wolf of Wall Street. And there are nine nominees. So as people know, now you can have anywhere from five to ten, which right. I think they should just make it ten. Why can't they just make it ten? Yeah, I mean, I actually like the – because ten sometimes 
some some years there haven't been a good ten. Like right. the Blind Side should not have been nominated that year. That, well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but for, Sandra for Bullock picture, won. Well, right. no, 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 that's a whole other right. story. But I but feel like for there best was, picture that yeah. was not the a best picture. Okay, right. So I think I like the it can be anywhere between five and five and ten. Five, five and ten. But I think they need to open that up in other categories because. Uh, clearly, there could have been seven or eight best actor nominees. Absolutely, this year. yeah, like valid. When Tom Hanks gets snubbed, something's wrong. Tom Hanks got <laughs> snubbed. Robert Redford got snubbed. Yeah. Well, which pictures? If you had to pick, Forrest a 10, Whitaker got snubbed. Brian Michael B. Jordan got. I mean, there, I there were some really strong good contenders. Yeah. So, but if there had been a tenth picture, what would you have? Oh well, I, I mean, I was re- the what I think is the best picture of 2013. Like pretty much didn't get any nominations, and that's inside you and Davis. Yeah, that is a good movie. That was my favorite movie. I don't know if year. it's in my top, but I, but it, it that was, was my number one film of the year. Well done, that was my really. Number one film of the year. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a weird feeling when your number one film can't even make nine. And they, and again, that same year that The Blind Side that that they did ten, a serious man got nominated. Coen right. Brothers movie, which is probably one of their worst movies right. in my opinion. Some people love it. it a lot of their movies are pol- pol- polarizing. Uh, I think A Serious Man is a terrible film. Yeah, <laughs> so, but, but I actually thought, so this know. year I think maybe might have been one of the strongest years of movies in a long time. Oh, I, absolutely. I totally agree. A lot of people have been saying that. I totally agree. Uh, the big surprise for Best Picture was Philomena. I, I mean, I knew Judy would get nominated. Yeah. The script would get nominated. I'm surprised they gave it a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, well, but, Weinstein, that's his only thing in the race because August Osage County didn't have the... the that one, I didn't, right, that one I didn't uh, – right. after seeing it, I wasn't surprised because I, I was not impressed yeah. with the film. Um, and and somewhat surprised that The Butler, which was a very Another early Weinstein, on yeah. – and a Weinstein and a very early on contender. I, I certainly thought Oprah deserved a, yeah. a nomination. I didn't love The Butler. I didn't love – no, I, you know, honestly, I didn't love it either. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of issues with the, with it as well, a movie. Well, I wish movie, they had done but, the but the, real... per, the two performances – Yeah. Yeah, I wish the, the movie true had story. been – and I, I wish the movie had been more of the fly on the wall to history, right? Which was only a small aspect of the film, and there was all this other civil rights. But then, stuff when I found out that that was a lot of it was fiction, I it kind of right. like turned me off to it. Yeah. Why not tell the true story of the guy who really I totally was in the White House? Um, so the ones when we predicted it, I actually now looking back, it looks silly, but I had not put Dallas Buyers Club in my in my ten predictions. Now yeah. it seems obvious. Yeah, I had had Fruitvale Station in there and Saving Mr. Banks, and those. Both I got knew, completely I, left I knew, out. I thought Fruitvale had a chance to yeah. sort of the indie film, yeah. um, which I guess Filmina kind of took that instead. Uh, right. uh, what was it? Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, I knew that. They just weren't it. into I, it. I was surprised Emma Thompson didn't get nominated. Yeah, Emma Thompson um, was a big surprise. But I, I didn't think that that uh, film was going to get that. It's just interesting when people predict someone's going to win. At one point, everyone was like, Emma Thompson's going to win, and then they don't even get nominated. Well, it's interesting because, and we'll get to this, I guess, but yeah, I, I would say three of the front runners for... And 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 uh, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Everyone does. Chiwetel. Chiwetel. Edgy of four. Edgy of four. I've been you. practicing. You you're good. Um, <laughs> you know, he was in early. Everyone oh, yeah. thought he was going to win Absolutely. it. But three of the people who I think are, in my opinion, sort of locked this weekend, Kate Blanchett, um, uh, Leto, and McConaughey, those are roles. Uh, when those movies came out, I mean, you're, I mean, I think even when people read those scripts, they were like, whoever plays this. Oh, yeah. Is gonna win this. Well, Jared Leto's agent knew for sure because they pulled him out of a six-year movie retirement, right. yeah. and they were like, "You no. are playing this yeah. part." No, and the same <laughs> with McConaughey, and the same, and and again, we'll get to this, but I mean, yeah, everything that Oscar loves are in this. Performances. Oh, absolutely. A guy loses weight. A guy, 
guys of eight. Guy has eight. Yeah. Guy plays a trans. I mean, it's everything right. they love. Yeah, that's true. Leto has both. He's the transsexual. Leto's got both. And McConaughey's got it. You know, and and Kate playing. You know, this alcoholic. Alcoholic. Yeah, it's everything. It's everything they love. Yeah, they love. And back to Best Picture. Yes, I think we both agree and most people agree 12 years a slave is going to win well i actually i don't think i had seen it yet the last time you were on the podcast mm-hmm. i hadn't seen it yet and it, it it is really good it's an incredible movie it's not like the kind of thing it's your favorite movie and you want to see right. it over and over it's you can, but it, from you a filmmaking say, standpoint yeah it wasn't on my top 10 my really I, no I, I it's a I, and i love steve mcqueen shame okay. was on my top 10 Shame was year. great got nothing Maybe brilliant filmmaker no got nothing brilliant filmmaker a brilliant movie a ma- you know, a masterpiece in yeah. many ways. Um, I can't say I enjoyed it. Right. You know, I would never want to watch it again. <laughs> right. I would ne- and, and that's a lot of ways I grade a movie is like, do I want to watch Watchability. this over, over again? You yeah. Well, well, I would never want to watch that movie. Again. Right. Well, 12 Years of Slave, I got to see it at the premiere at the DGA. And okay. so I had, you know, I had never seen Lupita Nyong'o ever before, you know. So I'm watching this movie and she's playing Patsy and I'm blown away by it. And, you know, Chiwetel up until this point has been kind of like a character actor. So yep. you really believe that they were these people. No, they were Even fantastic. Fassbender, who Fassbender, we know. I mean, when Brad Pitt comes on, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, it takes you out of it Brad a little. Pitt, but. But, but they brought them all out at the end. And I was so relieved to see Lupita on stage, like clean in a yeah, dress, right. happy. I was like so happy that Patsy was alive. I mean, right. that's how, I mean, th- if that's I how had it to, felt. If I had to pick a, of the best picture nominees, if I was to say which yes. one do I think is the best picture. Okay, which one? American Hustle. Really? Yeah, I mean, on my top ten not list, that was my number three. Wolf was number four. Interesting. I'm not um, on the American Hustle train, but and uh, I'm not on the gra- Gravity train to be, okay. to be honest either. Um, well, so yeah, so let's see who you think is going to win, and then who you yeah. So you would pick, I would pick American, American Hustle. Hustle. I mean, I would pick you and Davis, right. which, you know, But I yeah. would pick American Hustle. Okay. Um, I th- I think it's a race between Twelve Years, American Hustle, and Gravity. Right. I think Twelve Years is. Pretty much the shoe in to win, and Brad Pitt gets an Oscar if that and Brad happens. Brad Pitt gets an Oscar, He's a producer which is another that. thing. Academy, love, they go, oh, we get to give an Oscar to Brad Pitt, right? Great, you know, yeah. Um, so that that's, I, I think, twelve will win. Yeah, I feel twelve years of slave. If too. anything, kind of beats it. American Hustle won the SAG Ensemble. Yeah, but so that, that that lately it's, hasn't it's been, been coming as big on. Of an it's indicator. been coming on a lot lately. I think. And, I just don't and, feel it. And Gravity, the same. Um, well, so both of those movies tied at the Producers Guild. So usually we right. can look to the Producer Guild Award and decide that and that's again, also going to And again, Gravity I had a lot of issues with. Um, I liked a, f- a friend, uh, uh, another critic I know, um, wrote a great article where he, he stated, uh, is it unfair for me to not like Gravity because it's not the masterpiece I was hoping for, but it's just a really great movie? Right. And that's kind of true. Like, I sort of had such high expectations. Like, this is going to be the greatest movie of all time. Right. And it was just really, really great. Right. And not the best. The best ever. Interesting. Um, and, and listen, music, editing, visuals, sound. Yeah. You can't beat it. It's going to work. Directing. It's, it, it, it was fantastic in all those aspects. I thought the story had some issues. And I don't, didn't, Sandra, for those who haven't seen it, Sandra Bullock has to carry. I mean, she's literally the only person on oh, yeah. screen for forty-five percent. Yeah, even for, if you for, haven't for, seen for it, seventy-five percent of the movie. You can figure that out. Yeah, and so um, I just didn't think she was a strong enough an actress wow. to, to carry that off. She deserves an Oscar nomination for it, but not. Win. But I just didn't. It it just led. It just didn't work completely for me. I like it. I like um, that you're honest because sometimes I feel like I have to be a little politically correct. Oh, I feel like I don't have to be politically correct here, especially when the oldest movies have come out. Exactly, right. Um, So 
but that being said, I really think it's going to go 12, and you know, if there's going to be an upset, it would be American or Gravity. Okay. See, I think 12 Years of Slave wins. I think the upset would be Gravity. And But for me, my personal favorite movie of the year, which everyone knows by now, was Wolf of Wall Street. I yeah, loved I loved it Wolf too. of no, Wall Street. No, I loved it too. I've seen it like three times. Yeah, that's totally exactly the it. rewatchability. I went immediately yeah. and saw it again. So people would think it's a movie. Hustle. I've seen Hustle twice. I might need to see it again. Yeah. I might need to give it another chance. I mean, Hustle is David O. Russell's Martin Scorsese movie. Okay. I mean, it is. But see, I love Silver Linings. I like The is, Fighter. I like those better, I thought. Yeah, I didn't love Silver Lining. I did love The Fighter. Okay. Um, I mean, this is less a Russell directing it and more Russell doing an homage to Scorsese, yeah. which is maybe why I like but it. But why is it that Wolf of Wall Street can't win Best Picture? It's just too edgy for voters? Because um, I loved it. I would give it Best Picture by yeah, far. Yeah, I think it's too – well, I think it's it's more political. I think it's – Scorsese has his wins. You I know. know what I mean? He got but the that's not fair. <laughs> and then that's – you know, and that's that's how it goes. That's how the Academy does things. They reward people for things, yeah. you know, and, and um, you know, and we'll go into director. Yeah, uh, we could go right – let's go into yeah, director yeah, yeah. right now. Alf- Alfonso's going to win. Okay. Alfonso Cuaron, director of Gravity. I mean, do you agree he'll Yeah, he's I think win. he wins for several reasons. I think because he's seen as kind of this visionary that right. that did this triumphant and he's feat. And he was overlooked for Children of Men. Was right. Overlooked he's been overlooked other, forever. Yeah, yeah, for a lot of things. Yeah, and so I think Gravity, and it was his story that he came up mm-hmm. with with his son. So I think Gravity seems like a director's he had to movie. Cre- and he had to, what he did technically, right. he had to create things yeah. in order to do that. Right. Um, it's it's but it's kind of like when James Cameron did Avatar and he didn't win. So right, right. I mean, that could be a in and as we know, only four times in the history of the Academy has Best Picture and Director split, which is crazy. One right? of those years was last year, and it was only because they didn't nominate Affleck. Otherwise, yeah. he would have right. won. So, and Ben Affleck had won the DGA, and usually yeah, when you win the DGA, you always win Best Picture. Yeah. I mean, Best Director. I, I, it was just. And I mean that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Well, so Alfonso Cuarón won the DGA, so he's looking like he's yeah, going to win. Yeah, I think the, he's going to win, Oscar. and and they're going to split. Yeah. Um, I think it'll, and I think that's, I think the Academy because there were so many great movies this year. I think the Academy is going to kind of spread the wealth a little bit. Right. So I think you're going to see uh, Steve McQueen's uh, Oscar go uh, for picture for, for, for picture. Like and, last year, and, Ben Affleck got the right, picture, and Alfonso Alfonso will get Gravity uh, director. And what about the so the other three nominees are Alexander Payne for Nebraska, which I really liked. I love uh, it. David O. Russell, American Hustle, which rhymes, and Martin Scorsese, Wolf of Wall Street, my favorite. Well, here's what I'll say about those three guys. Yes, I mean all incredible Amazing. directors. Yeah, I mean, and and Scorsese goes without saying, Le- legendary. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe one of the best filmmakers of all time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Alexander Payne, one, of my, and I actually used to work for Alexander Payne. Oh, really? I was his editorial assistant oh, on, no way. on Sideways, so oh, I know no AP very well, and I love AP. Uh, and his uh, uh, longtime editor, Kevin Tennant, is a close friend of mine, did great work on this movie. It's not their best picture. Okay. That being said, it's not their best picture because they made Sideways and they made The Descendants. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And still not so, their best picture is still one of the best pictures of the year. It was number seven on my list. Right. So just because it's not the, the best <laughs> movie they've ever made, I mean, you look at that as, I mean, and you can say the same for Scorsese. Well, that's interesting you that know? you kind of are competing against your past work. Right. And you can say yeah. the same about Scorsese. Wolf Wall Street is great. When Scorsese dies and you name the top five movies of his career, it's not going to be on that list. It might be. Come on. Know. No, Raging only because Bull, he's done Goodfellas. so many. You have to do Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Casino, Taxi Driver, yeah. you know, Departed because that's what he won for. I mean, and, right. you know, and there's probably two or three other movies we can come up with. Right. It, it, 
maybe top ten of, of his all time. <laughs> yeah. But but, that, and, but it's only because of the scope and scale of his career. Yeah. Well, it is the biggest movie of his career, box office wise. Right. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Wolf of Wall Street. Absolutely. I loved it. I, it's like no, I did too. To me, it's one of those things like and how DiCaprio you feel. DiCaprio is powerhouse. Yeah, the powerhouse. best. Yeah, and yeah. and the like you said with the inside Lewin Davis thing to have your movie that's your favorite that you're championing for and like everyone else isn't behind it is so right. frustrating. No, I know, but you know? It, it, it it happens. It happens. So, and, but then on the, on the flip side, you, there's always a feeling of when your movie everyone else loves it, it's kind of like. Yeah, but I call that first. Oh, that's and then it's, totally. You know, mom, oh, I'm the know, first to take credit can, for you, calling you know, things first. Then you sort of feel like, well, everyone's on the bandwagon. and it, you know. Exactly. Well, who do you think got left out out of this Best Director race? Anybody? I, I mean, the Coen brothers. Okay. Uh, I thought Blue Jasmine was Woody Allen, one of his best movies. Yeah. So I think Woody, I mean, and, and with the exception of Kate Blanchett, that and, and obviously Sally Hawkins, that yeah. movie's pretty much completely been forgotten. Yeah. I actually, if I could have put and, a and six. And, of course, Greengrass. Oh, right. Paul Greengrass for Captain Fox. How could Greengrass not get? And, see, and a lot of people calling for Spike Jones for her. Yeah, I would say if I had a sixth, if yeah, there could have been a sixth, it would be Spike Jones for her. That yeah, was so been, well done. That movie. No, and I loved her. Her was on my list, my top ten as well. Yeah. Well, um, so so let, let me, one, the, one, so yes. the one thing, so Alexander yeah. Payne. Oh, yeah. Oh, Russell, uh, uh, Russell, uh, amazing American hustle. But here's the thing with this award for the Academy, I think Payne and Hustle are going to be in this category again in the future. Exactly. So they're going to – this just isn't their year. They're <laughs> right. going to win – they're both going to win Best Directing at, at some, some point, point in their lives. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be this year. Right. And Scorsese, he, he, he has his. I know. He's, he might win again sometime. A, he, could, I mean, he came very close with he, Hugo a no, couple years ago. I don't think he came close with Hugo. I think he, this is probably the closest he's, again? he's come since really? The Departed. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like yeah. there was possibility mm. because it was another technologically advanced kind, yeah, of, kind of thing. But you're right. I mean, I know so now like Alexander so, so Payne I, has I, to. I think you're looking at, it, you know, if it's not Alfonso, yeah. it's McQueen because it goes with Best Picture. Yeah. But I, I, I really, I would be shocked if Alfonso doesn't win. Right, me too. I'd be and shocked. So yeah, for people for your Oscar pools, put Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, definitely. Um, but it's interesting because Alexander Payne has to like take stock and be like, how do I top my best? How do I top right. Sideways? How do I top Descendants? Right. How do I win an Oscar? And, but it's also not just even that. It's also the year. Exactly. The what year else comes is there? Out. The right. buzz. The I mean, it's just all these other things that you have no control over. Right. You know, I mean, you have no control over. You know, you look at some years when someone won who was the front runner and you're just like, wait, how did that person? And then you look at other things that year and you're like, oh, oh uh, yeah, you know? the competition like wasn't Roberto that. Like Roberto Benigni. I yeah, mean, exactly. how did Roberto Benigni win? Right. Actor. Best and, actor. Yeah. That was wild. You know? Even, I mean, to a certain degree. Did he won Best Director that year? Uh, he, foreign film, certainly. Uh, foreign film, yeah, because he jumped on the, he didn't win Director, but he no, won no, Foreign he Film. He won Actor. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's similar to like Jean Dujardin. Jean Dujardin. Beat yeah. George Clooney for uh, Descendants. And Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know. It's wild. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, let's talk about Best Actor. So Best Actor nominees. This, this is where we split. This is where we split. This is where we split. And it's yep. also the toughest category in years for Best Actor, I think. Um, and so, again, because Four of the best actors of the year didn't, didn't, didn't get it because nominated. it's just such a tough category. Yeah, so Christian Bale for American Hustle. Bruce Which Dern. was the surprise to that me, was a actually. Huge that surprise. was my surprise. Huge, yeah. yeah. Bruce Dern for Nebraska. Leonardo DiCaprio for The Wolf of Wall Street. Chiwetel Ejiofor for 12 Years a Slave. Matthew McConaughey, Dallas Buyers Club. So we said the ones that got left out, Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips, Robert Redford, All is Lost, Michael B. Jordan, Fruitvale Station, you could say Idris Elba, Joaquin right. Phoenix, Forrest Whitaker. Well, and I don't think this guy was ever really in the race, but Oscar Isaac in. Oh right, no, he in, was in the in, race. In I think he's nominated for Spirit Awards. Spirit Awards, yeah, yeah. he's definitely yeah. in the race. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, that was a career-making performance oh. for him. 
Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah I, yeah, I think Christian Bell was a surprise, and I think the biggest snub surprise was Tom Hanks for Captain Phillips, especially when, you know, supporting actor was... And Redford picture. as well. I think Redford yeah. not getting it was a, bit, was a big surprise. Yeah, I hope Redford makes more movies, though. I hope he's inspired to have yeah. a, a bit of a well, comeback he's now. in Captain America. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and then the other thing I'll just say about Hanks was... Yeah. Again, not to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it, but yeah. you look at just the last scene of that movie. Yeah. The last five minutes of that movie... That acting performance, not the whole movie from Hanks, but just that last five minutes is some of the best acting of his career. Yeah. That last Incredible. five minutes yeah. was insane. Yeah. When his character is in shock. And the rest of the movie is – his performance is fabulous too. So yeah, yeah. that was a that, – that, yeah. that was definitely – I mean I thought for sure. So my personal pick, of course, Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. And I just want to say the same way you said about trying to take credit early – I saw the movie December 16th on the Paramount lot and I tweeted. I wrote, if I Leonardo DiCaprio – does not win an Oscar for The Wolf of Wall Street, I don't know when he will. And I really feel that way. It's like, what else does he have to do? So for people who don't know, this is Leo's fourth good, nomination. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. I agree with that. Right. This performance is ridiculously <laughs> amazing. I've and, never seen anything like it. And I totally agree if that, you know, and, and if I had to choose, if I had to choose who I would think should win out of those five, I mean... It's tough between him and McConaughey. Okay, I, right. I did love that that performance in Dallas. I agree with you, and I and it seems like amazing. McConaughey is the way to go. So if I'm betting and with Dallas, my can I mind, say Dallas isn't the movie you think it is either. It's right. not the like '80s. Oh, I got AIDS. AIDS oh, activist. I mean, right. it's it's a drug smuggling movie. Yeah. It's a, it's it, it's a really great film. It is. It's not the 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 Academy Downer that I thought it was going to be right I agree it, it's it's something different it's, it's entertaining a, it's, a, it's very entertaining yeah and so um, McConaughey like I was going to say like if I'm betting with my mind and my you know if you're a betting man you go right. McConaughey I but if you, you bet with your heart you want Leonardo DiCaprio I mean, to finally I, win an Oscar and I kind of agree with that I mean listen I think it's a career thing it, it is and I think I think DiCaprio would be the surprise upset. Yes. Um, it's definitely a two-man race. People would be so happy to see that. They'd be very happy. It's Oscar. definitely a two-man race. I mean, again, it, I thought it was Tuatel going Me into too. all of this. Absolutely. I thought he was locked. And yep. then it very quickly at the Golden Globes became a two-man race. Right. And um, McConaughey's pretty much won everything uh, leading up. But, okay. But, but, this but is, yes, okay. and you had a great point yes. in our article. So, yeah, this is Go a very ahead. interesting thing that I want people to know. So Matthew McConaughey and Leonardo DiCaprio have not faced off against each other in the same category until this Sunday at the it's Oscars. True. So to explain what that means, at the Golden Globes, DiCaprio won Best Actor in a Comedy, McConaughey won Best Actor in a Drama. Uh, Critics' Choice, same exact thing. They both won in the separate categories. So, uh, at the SAG Awards, DiCaprio wasn't nominated because the movie came out so late. Eligible. So McConaughey won. Uh, then... Uh, at the BAFTAs, McConaughey wasn't nominated, right. and Leonardo DiCaprio was, so they didn't compete and there. And Leo's not in the Spirit Awards. McConaughey is, I believe. Yeah, that makes sense, actually, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. right? Because Wolf of Wall Street's not really it's independent. Yeah. yeah. So th- so that's why, like, the safe bet is McConaughey, because he's won all those other things. But, you know, like I said, like, right. this is the first time they're facing off, which makes it kind of cool. I, I totally think that it could go either way. Yeah. I, but listen, again, McConaughey did everything the Academy loves. Yeah. He he's playing a guy with AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> he lost a ton lost of a lot of weight, unrecognizable. He also, and and you could probably say the same for DiCaprio. Although DiCaprio, because he was so famous so young, mm-hmm. and was you know the heartthrob for the girls and Titanic and all yeah. that, he's had to live a pretty um, I don't want to say sheltered, but um, you know paparazzi yeah. hidden you know persona kind of thing. Where McConaughey. 
is very affable. Right. He's very likable. He's out there. Well, McConaughey's always done talk shows. Right. DiCaprio, just until now, hadn't done it. And and people love McConaughey. And and I feel like there could be a thing where a lot of the voters, you know, like, okay, McConaughey's really shifted his career. Right. He's such a likable guy. We know Matt. And and also, (laughs) um, you know, and, and maybe a lot of people listening don't know this, uh, during the award season, what happens is they'll have these luncheons for the critics right. that we get to go to. And it's a chance for all the critics, all the people to vote, to really, you know, have lunch, get a selfie taken with Matt McConaughey, you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. and do those things. And Matt and Jared and Jennifer and everyone in Dallas and, and a lot of other movies I could name as well have been doing this. You know, Leo's not doing that. Right. Leo did go to the Santa Barbara Film Festival yeah, he's been, and accept an award. He, yeah. he's, he's done more than Leo does. Right. But still not as much as these other guys who are really campaigning. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Leo is he Leo, feels like he's campaigning, but again, also he's because he's a producer. For Leo. But he's also a producer on right. the movie and it needs to make money. And, and so he's he did, campaigning yeah. for Leo. Yeah. You know, as much as Leo's ever campaigned for yeah. anything. He did he did the cover but variety still, yeah, with an no, article. I, I, I told, he did Ellen. Yeah. Um well I want to say statistics about Leo. So this is his fourth acting nomination. Uh, he's also nominated for producer for Wolf of Wall Street. So uh, he was nominated uh, 20 years ago, 1994. Yep. 20 years. Yep. Best Supporting Actor for What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, he lost to Tommy Lee Jones for The Fugitive. Uh, nominated again for Best Actor for The Aviator. Lost to Jamie Foxx and Ray. Nominated again for Blood Diamond. Lost to Philip Seymour Hoffman and Capote. Yep. And then over the years, he was snubbed for Titanic and Departed, which both won Best Picture. He didn't even get nominated. And, then and all was, those losses, I'll say, yeah. when you tell me who, you know, we were talking about sometimes, like, how could that person have lost to that oh, person? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? You really can't argue right. with any of those. Right, exactly. I but, can't argue with any But he wasn't nominated for Catch Me If You Can. He wasn't nominated right. for Django Unchained last year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just feels like time. I, I don't know. There I were agree. scenes in I, Wolf of Wall Street that I've never, the Quaalude scene. I, no, totally agree. I mean, come if, on. If I've never he, seen that. But if he wins, it's going to be a surprise upset. Yeah. It, 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 it will be a surprise. I mean, I, I'd say again, if you're you're wanting going wanting to go with the <laughs> yeah. safe bets in your uh, in the office, Oscar pool, Oscar pool I know. You, you put your money on McConaughey. Yeah, I'm doing a pool later today on on Lance Bass's radio show, and I'm going to go DiCaprio, and it could lose it all for me, but I'm going to just yeah. go with it. But what's always interesting about these Oscar pools? If he if you go with that and he wins, you're going to get a point that no one else exactly. is going to get. Right, it's you worth know? it to me. It's I, worth I like it to the gamble. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And like, what do you think about Bruce Stern? Like, because that would be a career achievement award. Oh, absolutely! I just, and, just and, in many years that happens. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the year. I yeah. mean, again, Peter O'Toole should have gotten yeah. an Oscar, a real Oscar, right before he died. He had his last chance a few years ago with yeah. Venus, right? But he was, wasn't going to win. That and that year. was like it the year his... after they had given him like a lifetime achievement yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting but when it they do just that. Wasn't yeah. There just wasn't. Sometimes that happens, and there's the momentum, like yeah. with James Coburn. Yeah. There's that momentum, or uh, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. There's that momentum. Yeah. To to have it be the the you know their overall yeah. you know career award Al Pacino. It is fascinating but, when you really look at statistics and how it works. Like some people are good at fantasy football. I'm mm-hmm. good at this kind of yeah, stuff. Me too, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's like there you it's can like, really look at patterns and oh, yeah. rewarding people for movies. But like it's not. That, it's this is a two man race. Yeah. and and I would put my money on. Okay, so let's do uh, Best Actress. Amy Adams, American Hustle, Kate Blanchett, Blue Jasmine, Sandra Bullock, Gravity, Judy Dench, Philomena, Meryl Streep, August Osage County. That's one of the strongest actress categories in a long time. Sure. 
Yeah, sure. all five of them are yeah. powerhouses. I mean, everyone but Amy Adams has won an, a previous Oscar. Yes. And this is Amy's fifth nomination. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. She's so young. She yeah. was nominated, let's see, Junebug, uh, uh, The Master last was the most recent one, right. Doubt, um, The Fighter, and now Not many American people Hustle. know that Amy Adams is a former reality television star. No. As well as Jeremy Renner. There was a show on A&E about <laughs> 10 one? years ago. I don't remember the name of it. Someone can look this up. Okay. Um, right after American Idol kind of became big, there was sort of a an actor a one? show. Yeah, but it was kind of more like following these actors who are trying to make it kind of thing. Really? And Renner was one of them, and Amy Adams was one of them. Wow. Yeah. I just watched her inside the actor studio, and they did not mention that. <laughs> She's acting like it never happened. Not Interesting. Not well, Kate. So Kate and, and also yeah. on, a, on, a, uh, on on an old episode of The West Wing, I watched recently. Yeah, no, she <laughs> was on Adams. Buffy the Vampire Slayer too. They yeah, showed yeah, that clip. Yeah, That's yeah. interesting. Um, well, so talk about we were talking about taking credit. Blue Jasmine saw that in July. Yeah, me opening too. weekend. Me too. And I again on Twitter wrote, "Kate Blanchett will win an Oscar." I didn't even think yeah. about what else was coming out since I saw July. It, I saw it at the press screening probably a couple weeks before you. And, yeah, absolutely. And as soon as I saw it, I, I mean, that's right? it. That's yeah. it. And as, while we're on Blue Jasmine, I yes. will say that I was disappointed. I was campaigning for Andrew Dice Clay to get Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, nomination. I know I that would have been cool. Win, but no. I, I was hoping he, he was actually worthy of it. He was so worthy for of all it. the actors in that movie. He was yep. probably the strongest. Absolutely, of the supporting actors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then let's see who but, else. But, yeah, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say everybody has one. So Sandra Bullock's right. not happening. She has one. She, she, she Meryl Streep has three. Recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Meryl Streep probably. Judy Dench has one, but Meryl it's supporting. Meryl Streep probably stole someone's. Spot Emma spot Thompson in this one, yeah, mm-hmm. stole Emma Thompson's spot. And yeah. I don't, and again, I don't think she, her performance. I mean, it was just Meryl Streep being Meryl Streep. But it's an unlikable character, I thought, in that movie. Again, maybe. it's it's not anything we've <laughs> never seen Meryl Streep do before. Yeah, you know? um, Judy Dench has won before, but it was supporting. Yeah, and Kate Blanchett has won before, but supporting. Well, and, so it's and time the Academy loves to give to be people the who are leads who, who are leads who who maybe got their supporting yeah the, the lead award i mean this is case all the way i, 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 I don't so. see judy dench no coming out of the woodworks for this <laughs> right um if kate has any competition which i don't really think she does i would say it's probably amy adams just because because american hustle has to win somewhere and 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 it was a great i'm gonna say costume <laughs> uh i will probably get to this but i would i actually differ with you on that one i think um they're going to take screenplay, and that's going to be. Uh, oh right. Well, oh, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Um, so, supporting actor, we already said Jared Leto. I mean, right. Well, so, no so, we so we agree on Kate Jared. Blanchett. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Kate Blanchett all the way. Yeah. Put your money down. Yeah, it's 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 Kate Blanchett. Okay, so let's move on to supporting actor. So the nominees for this are Barkhad Abdi, Captain Phillips, in his first movie ever. Bradley Cooper, American Hustle. Michael Fassbender, Twelve Years a Slave. Jonah Hill, Wolf of Wall Street. Jared Leto, Dallas Buyers Club. All great performances, but yeah. Jared Leto. It's Leto. I mean, the, the, he has virtually no competition. It's crazy. I mean, the other three, four guys might as well not even show up. Leto <laughs> really? should be rehearsing his uh, Oscar speech right now. Yeah, he's made a lot of speeches. He's it's, won everything leading yeah, up until it's now. completely Leto. I mean, whoever was going to play that role was going to win. Was going to win. And, and, and I actually, I can't think of a lot of other actors who could have played that role. No, he was brilliant. And I'll actually say, when I saw the movie, I, the whole time, I'm looking at that character, I'm like, that who I is know. that and i knew it was somebody but i couldn't picture and i literally had to sit through the credits to, to see oh it's jared leto really okay. wow because you had seen it, it early. I saw very early very wow early. 
And he had taken a break from acting for like six years to focus on his band. And that's another thing Mars. that the Academy is going to like. It's a great comeback story. Yeah. Guy, this guy follow, you know, because not many actors who want to become singers do it successfully. Right. He did. Yeah. And then to come back. And then to come did, back. I mean, it's everything the Academy loves. It's yeah. everything the Academy Yeah. Loves. I'm looking forward to seeing him win. I know his producing partner, Emma Ludbrook, and he always thanks right. her in his speeches. And right. she used to be his assistant. So it's really cool. And, uh, so he's going to be an Oscar winner. I remember watching him on My So-Called Life in high school. Yeah. And so... Yeah, no, he's been doing it a long time now. Actually, absolutely. his movies, people don't I, people might forget that he did, like, Prefontaine, which he was really sure. good in, and he did Fight, Fight Club, Club. Oh, yeah. Um, American Psycho, yeah, he's been Requiem yeah. for a Dream. Yeah. He's not just out of nowhere. No. Um, I would say in that category, I might have nominated Will Forte for Nebraska. I really liked him. Yeah, I don't think I would have nominated him. No. Um, there was probably some other supporting actor yeah. that I... I, but still, no matter. I was surprised about Jonah. Yeah, no, um, Jonah Hill. I don't know. I, I liked him. He was funny. He was great. Yeah. Okay, so supporting actress Sally Hawkins, Blue Jasmine, Jennifer Lawrence, American Hustle, Lupita Nyong'o, Twelve Years a Slave, Julia Roberts, August Osage County, June Squibb for Nebraska. I loved Lupita and June Squibb. Two of my favorite performances of the year by far. Yeah, I love Lupita and I loved uh, June Squibb was great. But I, I mean, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Really, I love Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. I know, but I just don't see it happening. She just won last year for she Silver Lightning. And it's I kind of backwards to win the lead and then another year I win supporting. I think any person is going, I mean, she's beloved. Yeah. And she is, you know, talented and, and deserving of, of, of the love. Yeah. Um, I think if anyone could do it, I think she could. Yeah. Um, and I think definitely early on in the race, it looked like she was going to do it. Um, it became a two-person race, a two-woman race that I think now Lupita has right t- taken over. Well, I w- Lupita I would, won the SAG, right. but Jennifer won the Golden Globe and the BAFTA. So right. those are pretty I, big. I, no, I agree. I I would put my money. I would say the safe bet is Lupita for this. Yeah. Um, that being said, I think that uh, I th- I think that. If there is an upset, it, it's going to be Jennifer. That would be think, wild. I think she's got a good shot. I think wow. she's got a good shot, but I would – I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Lupita. It's interesting because I remember seeing it Say at the premiere it. and having to Google who was that girl who right. played – because I wanted to tweet about her, but I didn't know her name. So that's it's wild. it's another award for 12. Yes. You know, it's – it's. I, I mean, it's an, an acting award, achievement. Like, yeah. I, I, I would say that's the safe place. Well, speaking of 12 Years a Slave, I'm going to say adapted screenplay, 12 Years a Slave, written by John Ridley. I completely agree. Yeah, based no on a memoir by Solomon Northup, true yep. story. Uh, the other nominees there were Before Midnight, Philomena, Wolf of Wall Street. So I love Wolf of Wall Street, but yeah, you got to no, go 12 I agree. years. I agree. Original screenplay, this is where we disagree. I think Her by Spike Jones because I really think it's one of those original movies. And they like those Eternal Sunshine kind of movies. And, and, and Spike's been around a long time. I yeah. think, I think it, there, that's a possibility. Yeah. Um, I think that – I actually think it's going to be American Hustle. I think that's where Russell will get his award. Has he, and he's it's never won before, right? Never won. Okay. I think that's where the film will, will probably win. Interesting. In, that's a good unless, – Unless Jennifer wins, American Hustle is not going to get any, anything. And, it's, and it was nomina- had more nominations than 12 years. I know, 10 nominations. So I, I think that that's where that movie will be rewarded and um, hers – reward was just being nominated and it's interesting to note too gravity is the only movie out of the nine best picture nominations not to have a screenplay nomination usually like to win best picture you have to have a screenplay yeah. nomination so yeah. that's interesting uh documentary we agree on 20 feet from, 20 stardom. Feet from stardom really good yeah. and it's uh, on amazing. itunes now amazing. i really yeah, like no, that it's great, great and i would like to see the women from the documentary get to go up on stage yeah i That'd think there cool. was a big discussion about who would – I mean who – because there was a lot of producers, a lot of people involved. I think there's a 
that was one of those ones where I know at the time that the nominations came out, it was still to be determined who yeah. was actually yeah. accept that. Award. Interesting. So. I think they could still have them come up if they want. Yeah, you could really oh, do whatever they, want. whatever they want. And then uh, animated for twenty seconds. For twenty seconds, right? Twenty off. feet from stardom for twenty seconds. Uh, best animated feature. We agree. Frozen. Frozen. Done. Right. Locked. I mean, and really, it's almost at a billion dollars in the box office. And the other movies in the competition aren't very good animated films. I mean, Frozen was really like the only good one this year. Huge hit, too. Yeah, it's it's a great movie. I've had those songs in my head since Thanksgiving. Great movie. I took my nephew to see it Thanksgiving, and I still have that song in my head. Well, song is where we also disagree. Okay, so yeah, Let It Go from Frozen. I I wanted to win Best Original Song for a couple reasons. I think it is a fun song, and Adina Menzel did a great job. But also, if it wins, the writer, Robert Lopez, who wrote it with his wife, uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez, uh, he gets the EGOT, which is the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. He's only 39 years old. Can I also say that I love that EGOT has now become a thing? To win. And that that even, um, I think it was, uh, I think when Rita Moreno was getting her segue, I think they said Morgan it. Freeman said that, yep. which is a term that Tracy Morgan made up. No, on th- that's where it was coined. It was Thirty Rock. Tracy Morgan made that. I know up. he said it, but I didn't realize that it was. It, it wasn't there. a thing. Come on, before, I think no, it was. I swear, I had, I never had heard of it before in my life. It was they made that up because I remember when rock. Whoopi Goldberg won. Like they were like, she has all four. She has. Sure, the they talked about her having all four, yeah, but yeah, yeah. EGOT as huh. a term. <laughs> I believe, and I could be you wrong, be but right. I believe EGOT as a term yeah. was coined on 30 That's Rock a rare thing. Morgan. I mean, that's the ultimate to win yeah. all four of those. And so Robert Lopez has an Emmy for the show Wonder Pets, a Grammy for the soundtrack to Book of Mormon, and two Tonys for Book of Mormon and Avenue Q. And so he I mean, would be 39. Would be great. He, he would be the fastest ever to get there in a decade. And, and I think Disney animated films almost always win yes. the, the, the so, best song. Yeah. Uh, however, I and again, this is maybe where in my Oscar pool I'm going for an outside okay. choice. Yeah, um, you think the yeah. Academy loves to give big, famous musicians? Yeah, like Eminem, like Eminem, <laughs> Adele, Bob Dylan, Bruce right. Springsteen. I mean, it goes on and on the list. Neil Young, I believe. I don't know if he won, but he was definitely nominated. Once. Yeah. Uh, I th- you mean you don't get bigger than you too. Yeah, you don't get bigger than Bono and Edge. And, and they actually and performed that song on the Tonight Show last week. Yeah, when Jimmy Fallon premiered, so they got a lot of. Exposure. And you know, it's for the Mandela movie. Nelson right. Mandela just. Died. I mean, it's got <laughs> a lot of things. I would not be surprised. Isn't it? And weird you also how... have to look at how old Academy members who are What's checking off like? their list. Oh, you too. But Disney wins a lot. Did. I know, even I know. though they're older. I, I think. I think maybe the safe bet is Frozen. Yeah. But for best song, but I'm going to go on the limb and say you too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting too, like you said with Mandela, a lot of times a movie comes out about someone and they pass away in real life. It happened uh, with Mandela this year. It happened with Ray that right, year. Right, and it's yeah, also yeah, just yeah. happened um, live, uh, docu- a short documentary or documentary mm-hmm. short. Uh, it's a. Uh, about a Holocaust survivor who lived to be 110. Oh, and and she passed, out. no, she passed away last week. Yeah. And she's, they're going to win an Oscar t- Sunday. It's crazy. Um, so let's talk also about, well, is there anything else about the Oscars? Or? I mean, I think we called it. Yeah. So we'll see how we did. I the think Oscars are on Ellen DeGeneres is going to be terrible. But really? Yeah. I mean, I just. More know, of an Emmy host? She's not who Oscar I would host. want to choose for an yeah. Oscar host. She's a safe Oscar host. Yeah. Um, I think Hugh Jackman did a good job that year. He should just have Billy Crystal for a while. You Bob Hope used like, to do it every year. I don't year. like Billy Crystal either. You don't? No, he's just a hack. He's just. I mean, I like him wow. as a person and, and, and as a comedian. I hope he doesn't listen to but this. I, but as as, <laughs> as the host, that you know, doing this Oscar, Oscar. And, you know, yeah. No. 
the guy that I would love, well, I would have loved to see what Eddie Murphy did. If they had, I know, with Brett happened. Ratner. Yeah, that would have been Brett great. Um, Maybe one day. Uh, but the guy who I think would be a brilliant choice for Oscar host, although now he's sort of maybe more known as a TV guy, would be Kevin Spacey. Okay. Because Kevin Spacey's got two Oscars. Yeah. So he's got that gravitas of the Oscars. Right. He's funny. He is funny. He does impressions. He can sing and dance. That's the first I've ever heard someone say Kevin Spacey I mean, for Oscar he host. Would be interesting. A brilliant Oscar host. That's an interesting one. A brilliant Oscar host. I like host. that. And he's got the um, respect of the audience. Right. I don't know that uh, Seth MacFarlane had the respect of that audience. Right. In the room. Right. Same with James Franco. Did not have respect. Well, that was a whole other <laughs> travesty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about Sundance. So you did not go this year? I did not but go. You might have seen some of these or interviewed some of the people involved. So um, just very quickly, I'll say what I got to see at Sundance. It was the 30th anniversary. Um, and so the opening night, Robert Redford introduced it. And uh, the opening movie was one of my friend's movies. My friend Austin Stoll was in this movie with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. It's called Whiplash. did hear about that. Yeah, and it ended up winning all the awards you could win. The Audience Award, the Grand Jury Award. It was huge. It's about... Um it's about a drummer who's in music college, right. and it's uh, you, you'll really like it. It's, it's a really young, talented filmmaker, Damien Chazelle, and it's just cool because you're watching it, and you don't know when like the stunt drummer came in or if there even was one because it's so well shot that you believe that Miles Teller is just the most incredible drummer of all time, and he wants to be the best, and J.K. Simmons is this... He might be nominated next year, who knows, mm, as like a supporting actor, but he is so tough on these kids and like molding them into these musicians and you've never seen anything like it. So uh, Whiplash was great. That'll come out later this year. Uh, I also got to see, uh, what else did I get to see? Um, Hellion, a movie with Aaron Paul and Juliette Lewis that mm-hmm. just sold. Uh, and the, this kid, Josh Wiggins is in it. Who's like a little Leo. Uh, so I think the name Josh Wiggins will hear a lot about in the future. Uh, my friend Tanner Beard produced it. It's written by a filmmaker and directed by a filmmaker named Kat Chandler. Um, it kind of is like a stand by me type movie. Um, really like that. Also got to see the voices. Uh, that's Ryan Reynolds, Anna Kendrick, uh, Gemma Arterton. And that's produced by another friend of mine, Addie Shanker. And you were saying that I you interviewed, interviewed somebody Rhodes, from there. Matt Rhodes. From oh yeah. I met him. Yeah. Um, what did he say about it? It's the most dark and twisted movie I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, and I know a little bit it's about a comedy, the story. It's a comedy. It's a dark comedy. I mean, he just, you know, obviously really enjoyed dark. working with uh, Marjan and, yeah. you know, and, and Ryan carrying yeah. it. And, and, you know, he talked about it, it being sort of a tricky, Oh yeah. you know. Well, because she's actually, she's off. directed a lot of animated movies. Right. And so this has got, it feels kind of animated because we'll be running, he hears voices. That's a voices. video interview. We'll be running that ne- in the next two weeks. Okay. There's yeah. going to be an announcement uh, about the... Oh, when the movie's coming out? Yeah. And, oh, okay. And so we'll, we'll oh, cool. be part of that. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds in the movie plays a guy who hears voices from his dog and his cat, and he kills people and keeps their heads in the fridge, and then those start to talk to him. So it's got that kind Spoiler of cartoonish. Alert, Brett. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't ruin the movie, I promise. I didn't say whose head. Um, and then I also got to see two documentaries. I got to see one called Kidnap for Christ, which was produced by Lance Bass. Okay. Um, and he uh, met these filmmakers, and they had set out to make a, st- a story about a school in the Dominican Republic, like a reform school, when you're like a like a juvenile delinquent or like a troubled kid in high school, they send you to this reform school to like get you into shape. This is a documentary. It was a documentary. And they were just doing a story on the school, not realizing that it's really a cult where they abuse these kids. So they uncovered that by doing the story. It was wild. Right. So it's cool in a movie, you go out to film one thing and you, you uncover something else. And then my favorite movie that I saw there, another documentary called life itself, Roger Ebert's life story. 
You're gonna oh, love it. Oh, I've heard about. I'm this. telling you, you're yeah. like me with being a movie buff. My fr- uh, my friend Garrett Bosch, who works with Steve Zellian, they produced it, okay. and it's directed by Steve James, who directed Hoop Dreams 20 yeah. years ago. And the, I remember I, the only reason I knew what Hoop Dreams was was because Roger Ebert yep, loved it did. so much. It was his number one movie of that year. Yeah. yeah, and and it and so now the director did the story of Roger That's Ebert. Fantastic. Yeah, and so it's cool because it tells two stories. It tells his whole life. You know, um, from the time he's a kid and being a Pulitzer Prize winning writer and yeah. movie critic and then the show with Siskel and Ebert. And then um, it also uh, Steve James followed him the last five months of his life oh, till wow. he died, wow. not knowing when he was going to die. Right. So they just started filming him in the hospital and following his life. And mm-hmm. and so it was it was just fascinating. Got a standing ovation. People yeah, were crying. The wife, His wife was there, Chaz. Um, Gene Siskel's wife was there. Uh, Marlene. You know, and the two of them, but maybe even Roger because he just, you know, lived a little longer. Yeah. The most beloved. Fa- and usually oh, yeah. Hollywood hates film critics right. because we, no, I think they we actually criticized their work. No, but I think they but, changed it yeah, for people. Beloved. Because I mean, just beloved. Because they weren't snarky. They really talked about it from right. a technical aspect, right. what they liked, what they didn't like. And we all grew up with that generation watching right. that. And, and so if, you didn't and bash if it. Siskel and Ebert loved your movie or oh, loved yeah. your performance. I mean, it made a career. Right. It made, it made careers. That's why it was like touching that his life story was on the big screen at Sundance yeah. because he loved going to Sundance, loved Sundance. and he loved yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, speaking about, not to get too depressing, but um, a couple of other uh, people who've passed away besides Roger Ebert this year, but Harold Ramis this Harold week. Ramis, one of my sad. favorite writers and yeah, directors. Great. I mean, and you look at his bio obviously he's oh always remembered as uh, uh, Spingler in, in, Ghostbusters, in Ghostbusters as an actor as an actor but he wrote but he, you know he directed Caddyshack I know he wrote Animal House I mean it's yeah you know Meatballs Back to School Groundhog Day Groundhog Day analyze this yeah, analyze yeah, that yeah, year one yeah. uh, my favorite National Lampoon's Vacation that might be one of my favorite movies of all time. Right, right. He directed Vacation. I've never, I, I forgot that. I've and never that seen a movie yeah. more times than I've seen National yeah. Lampoon's Vacation. It came out in 1983. I've watched it nonstop yeah. since 1983. No, I, I, it, it's very the sad. I, I saw um, a great picture on Facebook. It was a little cartoon uh, of the three Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, did you do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, standing and and waving, waving goodbye to Harold uh, uh, Ramis, Igor. Uh, as now a ghost. as a ghost, I just yeah. got chills. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know, I did too. Uh, I used to watch those movies on VHS oh, yeah. over and over yeah. till the tape ran out. I just watched Ghostbusters recently, like within the last two weeks. <sighs> Classics. Yeah. I mean, Amazing. he might be one of the most successful comedy writer directors yeah. of all time. Yeah. Uh, and people, the best part is that everyone's writing the nicest things about him. Like that's almost his better legacy is that people are just saying he was the nicest guy. And Bill Murray made they made six movies together, yeah. and uh, especially Groundhog Day, which was the Groundhog Day was put into the National Film Registry. For being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant work of cinema, um, but uh, Harold Ramis said uh, he go. Uh, I mean, Bill Murray said Harold Ramis and I together did National Lampoon show off Broadway, Meatball, Stripes, Stripes, Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, and Groundhog Day. He earned his keep on this planet. God bless him. I just yeah. thought that was such a nice thing. Um, we'll and they started in see Second him City. In the memoriam. Yeah. On, on Sunday, I actually think that they set the tone. All those people set the tone for. You know, comedy, Judd Apatow, everything we have now was well, set that, by these guys. All that SCT, Since all that Second City stuff, yeah. that became Saturday Night Live. That became, I right. mean, absolutely. Harold Ramis, right. uh, in his obituaries, it said that he turned down Saturday Night Live. He stayed loyal to Second City. Yeah. 
And they I really, a, I think a few people. I think Martin Short was also one of those who then eventually yeah. did, did go. To and then uh, this is this is a little sad. Candy too, I think. Also. Yeah, John Candy was part of it, and they all st- stuck together, which is what Judd Apatow does yeah. now. Um, a couple of other people. You did one of the last interviews I with was one Paul of the Walker. Last people to speak to Paul Walker. Uh, Tell just me about a that. Lovely, lovely guy. It was for the hours. Uh, it was a TV interview. Um, just, I mean, just a down to earth. You know, as California surfer dude, you know what I mean? Like, just really nice. Yeah. Not, you know, had his shoes off during the interview. I mean, just not overtaken by the whole fame and celebrity. And, yeah. You know, and this is a guy who, from his early 20s, had been, you know, he's probably 40, 41. I mean, I want to, how old was he when he died? I think 42, 40. 40. Yeah, but he's 40. Yeah. So he was, you know, 40. For most, of his twenties had been movie you know, star. a movie star, mm-hmm. just really down to earth. And I had interviewed him a couple times before for the Fast and Furious films, but he just really nice. And and one of the, and obviously, so we did this interview probably three weeks before he passed away, right? Because the movie he was promoting came, uh, came out a week or two after he died. Yeah, and so which by the way was probably his best performance. I need to see it. Was in the hours. Um, it was we were joking, and and of course this didn't become chilling until after he died but we were joking i said i had seen you know last time we had met was on the set of fast five and he joked oh why, why didn't i see you on fast six i was like oh the studio wasn't gonna fly me out to london you know kind of a joke mm. and, and he's like uh well maybe you know maybe we'll see you again and did it and so we did the interview and i was like uh all right dude well good good talking to you and uh you know maybe i'll see you on the set of fast eight because they were planning to do a fast eight after fast seven and he's like and and this is what he said he said oh, i don't know if i'll be there bro so weird. And I think I remember what he meant was, interview. I think what he meant was, I don't know if I'm going to still be doing Fast and the Furious. Furious by the eighth, you know, I don't, you know, maybe his deal wasn't signed. Maybe he just didn't or whatever, see it. Da, yeah. da, da. But of course, it was picked up by a lot of other people as being, right. you know, him sort of foreseeing his death. Which yeah. Is not, that was such an interesting it. interview. He was a nice but. guy. I get to meet him because when I was Brett Ratner's assistant, Brett produced Running Scared. Right. And he was which in that, was which is also one of his of. best movies. Very proud of that. We, we yeah. talked about that in the interview. I mean, he talked about how he had really grown as an actor and how um, he actually cited uh, Jennifer Lawrence as a, as a phenom mm-hmm. who really came out of nowhere at this young age and, like, was, um, you know, just um, this amazing. And he's like, as an actor, I really had to grow. He's like, I was you know, I wanted to be a tough guy and I'm around all these tough guys when I first came out. Like, I didn't want to show my emotions. Right. Shit, you know what I mean? And so he really talked about how he had grown as an actor. Yeah, he could know? have had, he would have had a very long career. Yeah. Because he oh, always absolutely. would have had the Fast and Furious movies yep. as the finance yep. financial side. Yep. And then that would have afforded, afforded him the ability to make these smaller and independent movies. He was movies. looked at as Superman at one point. Was that when yeah. Ratner was going to yeah. do Superman? Yes, he, he was, was. going to be Ratner Superman, I right? think so, at one yeah. point. And so Matthew yeah. Bomer, too, who people didn't even know about. Oh, then. sure, yeah. sure. Well, I mean, who... Some people still think she was yeah. Superman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's end on a happier note. Uh, yes. So this week you oh, got no, Philip Seymour Hoffman. We can. You, you want to talk about Philip Seymour? I mean, Hoffman? just again, sad. You know, one of the great actors of his generation. Oh my gosh! So he won a Best Actor Oscar for Capote, Capote. which we mentioned. He right. was also nominated three times after that: Charlie Wilson's War, Doubt, The Master. The shocking thing too is that there won't be any more Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. It's no. just like and you Charlie, can't imagine and, and it. I was just watching Ides of March the other day, which he had a small part. Yes, it was great. Yeah, George Clooney was great. And Charlie right. Wilson's War, that's one of the great, I think, one of his great performances. Aaron Sorkin that wrote that, yeah. role was ridiculous. Yeah, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. It was so yeah. sad to, as it unraveled because we never knew about his personal life. Right. And to hear how sad what was going on behind the scenes. And he was filming Hunger Games 3 and 4, yeah. Mockingjay, Which, at the much time. like Paul Walker, they're going to have to figure out. And, yeah. and I actually have some friends who work in, um, uh, who are producers and editors on that film. 
and he had shot, unlike Walker, he had shot pretty much everything for the, both right. Hunger Games. So right. they're going to be able to kind of cut around a little bit and make that work. Well, you know, he only went home to New York for the weekend. He was in Atlanta right. doing, and I just, part of me thinks, what if they had kept him in Atlanta and didn't right. let him go back to right. New York? You kept know, him on just, set. Just knowing about addiction as I do, I, I would have to say that if he had stayed in Atlanta, maybe it wouldn't have happened that weekend, but it would have happened. It probably would have happened. It's really sad. It's hard to believe. Yeah. It's hard to believe that a couple months ago we had Paul Walker and Phillipsy Rothman and Harold Ramis still were like doing work in the industry, and now yeah. they're gone. It's yeah. very sad. Um, but like I said, happier note, this week you got to see uh, the first 10 minutes of Captain America 2. I haven't even seen that. Yeah. And I know Captain America. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Captain America <laughs> You're 2. friends with Captain America. <laughs> yeah, but Captain America 2, the Winter Soldier, what can you share about the first 10 minutes? I saw your article. Yeah, I can, I just real quick, I can tell you a little yeah. bit of what we saw. I mean, basically what we saw were three scenes, um, which is the opening 10 minutes. Uh, it opens... Um, at the reflecting pool uh, outside the um, Washington Monument, Washington, D.C. And there's um, a, a jogger jogging around the, the pool. And then there's another jogger, second jogger, comes up and starts to come up real fast behind him and, and yells, on your left. And then you realize that that's Chris Evans, that that's you know, Steve Rogers, that's yeah. America. And then he laps around the pool <laughs> and, and goes, on your left, on your left, like four times. Oh, wow. And then it's revealed that's Anthony Mackie. That Stan Wilson, the, right. the the Falcon, and he's starting to get annoyed that this guy is lapping him around, you know. Interesting. And so then um, we catch up with uh, uh, Mackie is wiped out, like resting under a tree, like <laughs> like because he was you know worked out so. And Steve just walks up like without even breaking a sweat, you know. Right. And and they start talking, and uh, of course. Wilson knows who he is, knows who Steve Rogers is. Right. And they sort of introduce each other, the, themselves to each other. And uh, Wilson explains that he, he kind of asks him, um, how are you adjusting to, you know, there's some unfrozen jokes and stuff like yeah. that. How are you Well, that's what's to, cool about this one right. is he's now living in modern times. Right. And people know who he is. So yeah. How does it feel to be unfrozen? And all kind of, kind of, he's like, oh, I'm adjusting. I'm okay. And he, I think uh, uh, Evan says, uh, you know, I, I Google a lot of things. I spend a lot of time <laughs> Googling and to, to catch up. And then, um, and then Wilson says uh, um, he explains that he had done several tours in the war, war, and he's back, and now he has a desk job. And his hardest time was adjusting to sleeping on a soft bed as opposed to right. the hard floor. Right. And so um, he recommends to uh, uh, Steve to get, and I forget which album it was, but a particular Marvin Gaye album. And he says, if you listen to this Marvin Gaye album, you'll you'll catch up on everything you need to know in the 20th century. So in a very funny scene. Chris pulls out a little notebook that he has and he writes down in the notebook and it's a list of all the things he needs to catch up on. And on the list, you can see like Star Wars, Star Trek, <laughs> Nirvana, the moon landing, Thai food, That's like awesome. all these things that people have told him to catch up on. I like on. it because it seems very tongue in cheek and self-aware. Very tongue in cheek. Uh, then a black That's funny too. I would, I, Chris Evans is a great comic actor. No, actor. he's great. He's great. So um, I'm glad that they give him comedy. I, I'll, I'll just say the rest real quick. Black Corvette yeah. pulls up. It's Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. Of course. A couple of jokes are made, and she says, yeah, "You know, Fury has a mission for us. We got to go." Steve gets in the car. They go. Next scene we see is uh, the scene that's basically the opening of the trailer, which right. is where they're on a ship and there's, uh, I mean, on a plane, a shield plane, and there's a mission. And um, the trailer, by the way, is great. Great. And, and the Super Bowl commercial is great. Right. And she's making the jokes about, um, uh, you know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, she'll say <laughs> yes. Or what did you do this weekend? He says, well, most all the guys in my barbershop quartet are dead. So, there you go. <laughs> right. so, so, that. so then basically they get this mission. 
um, where uh, a shield battleship is uh, been taken over by terrorists. And one of them is a guy named Batroc, who is known in the comics Batroc the Leaper. And uh, Agent Sitwell, who is an agent in the Shield and in the, all the Marvel movies, yeah. has been taken hostage. And uh, so they have to go off. right. And Chris actually says, "I'm tired of cleaning up Fury's messes." <laughs> and so then they go, and then basically, so it the, sets the off on that adventure, up, right? And the team takes over the ship, and and we see we see Chris kick like. 12 guys asses. Oh, all in the first 10 Scar- minutes? Oh, yeah. Scarlett Johansson kick a, b- a bunch of asses. So now they like show you these 10 minutes and then it just stops? The 10 minutes stops and then just there's a, tease a and then there was a sizzle reel okay. of kind of, of mostly all shots that we've seen. Right. A little bit of Winter Soldier, a little bit of uh, uh, Robert oh, Redford. Cool. And, and well, I'm going to have Chris Evans on the podcast to talk about Captain awesome. America too. So awesome. I'll tell him about everything you said. And, yeah, and, no, it looks awesome. I think it could be one of the best Marvel movies. I hope so. I think it's going to be the S.H.I.E.L.D. movie we were always promised. Great. I think it's the Captain America movie fans want to see. They're doing Avengers really 2 in exciting. Korea. So yeah. he's leaving in March to do that. Oh, so I just got to get him on here before that. And that's it. What what do you recommend that's out there now? Lego movie? Uh, like Lego movie is awesome. That. I really love Lego movie. Um, Monuments uh, Men? I liked both of those. I liked Monuments Men. A lot of people didn't like Monuments Men. I, I like Monuments Men. I don't think it's his strongest movie, but I think it's it's good. Yeah. Um, I love, love, best movie I've seen this year, Bad Words. Okay. Jason I just Bateman's saw the billboards on the way here. Amazing. Okay. With Jason Bateman. Um, I really enjoyed Budapest Hotel, Grand Budapest Hotel, Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. It's not his best film, but it's if you love Wes Anderson, you'll love it. I enjoyed Need for Speed. Oh it's right, got Aaron Paul. Some problems, but I thought it was that could be big just for him. Really fun, and I mean, honestly, with the Fast and Furious franchise now in flux, I think that that could be the next Fast and Furious. Interesting. So uh, I really like that. Uh, next week I see Muppets. I'm really oh, excited can't about wait. that. Love Muppets uh, and Divergent. We'll see how that is. Yeah, and, and then uh, I'm probably in the next few weeks we'll see Captain America. Amazing. So. Yeah. Can't wait. So as always, looking forward to reading all your coverage on IamRogue.com. Right. Thank you for all that you do for IamRogue.com. I love to. I love to write for it. And uh, to read our Oscar prediction articles that we were talking about in case you didn't get enough information today. Check out IamRogue.com. And that is a wrap on episode 34. Thank you, Jamie Philbrick, for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, This was fun. We just geeked out about movies for about an hour. It was awesome. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I will talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.